0: Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Gray's in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode two hundred and seventeen of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us as we continue our our crawl, our our lurch, our um, I don't know, stagger through Zombie Land. I am once again joined by Katie. How you doing, Katie?
1: I am doing pretty fabulous. I am not going to lie.
0: Awesome. 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 Um, We were just talking about like growing up and our ages and like experiences. And (laughs) and I think it kind of just leads to adulting in, in between your adulting this week. Have you been able to be geeky?
1: Um, I did. I was, I was asking my dad if I was able to um, get a return on the premium version of adulting, because I don't (laughs) think I signed up for that one.
0: Yeah, I somehow got signed up for Premium Adulting 2, and I think it was a scam at the time, and now I can't get out of the contract.
1: Yeah, I, I did not sign up for this subscription, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, in between massive amounts of work, <laughs> um, I have been doing some stuff. I have been doing K-pop stuff, obviously. I did decorate my uh, – I have a cubicle now at work which is mm-hmm. a big step up from an open office. Like yes. I have walls. It's nice. <laughs> um, I decorated my desk with uh, a smattering of geeky stuff, like fan art. And then I put up a K-pop poster and some other K-pop stuff. Excellent. It's great. Um, Let's see. I started a new K-drama uh, because I'm not watching enough of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uncontrollably fond. It's interesting. When I should have been watching zombie movies before I went to my parents' house, I was watching like that, which uh-huh. was not budgeting my time well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really good so far, so I can't wait to like keep going with it, which is probably what I'll do later after this. Excellent. Um. Then I watched football.
0: yes. Yes, like I, I was the well. I guess I was going to say I, it's been years and years since I watched football, but I actually went to my first uh, high school football game a couple weeks ago. Oh, fun! Uh, like my first since I was in high school because my last school didn't have a football team, and so um, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it in in moderation. <laughs> I'm not going to ever be the the every every weekend football guy, but I do enjoy it in moderation.
1: I I enjoy football to a certain extent like I was watching um the I was watching college football. I don't really like NFL Mm-mm. that much because you got a bunch of dudes who are playing like for a bunch of money which is totally fine except like if they get a hangnail they're like oh I can't play,
0: you know. Well, not only really that but I feel like I mean college football like the people were usually rooting for them. I mean yes everybody like like has favorite teams and everything, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's people who went there or who are related to somebody who went there. And like, you have an investment in that team. And, and I mean, yes, uh, you might be from a city that the team is from, but I mean, we're, we're in LA and our teams have been all over the place.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, My brother went to a university in the South, so obviously football is very
0: important. (laughs) Right, right.
1: Um, So we were watching the game for the school that he went to, which is part of the SEC, which is like the big Southeastern, like the Southeastern Conference, the big one Mm -hmm. um, down there. And they almost lost their homecoming game. And we were like, well, this is awkward. (laughs) Yeah, yeah to an unranked team that should not have been due. Like they should not have almost lost to them. <laughs>
0: Ooh.
1: It was, it was thrilling because um, it's really funny because there's a Twitter account that both my brother and I follow uh, that is one of the old mascots. Like he used to be one of the mascots uh, mm-hmm. for the university. And so he follows like his uh, Twitter handle is like the drunk version of like their uh mascot (laughs) and all that person does is tweet the whole time and no one knows who it is they know that it's like a former person who played the mascot but Mm -hmm. no one has any idea who runs runs the twitter account and it was really funny like we always like go on twitter like during the game to like watch that person sing and they're (laughs) like oh my god they learned how to play football again (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's pretty great
0: that's awesome. I love stuff like that. I I love I love comedy counts that have a character to them. Oh yeah. Like do do you have you have you seen Left Shark? Yes. Left Shark was great. Like they've kind of they they really only come out for Super Bowl now, but mm-hmm. like I I loved like he he she they whoever it was was brilliant when they first started doing their tweets.
1: One of the other accounts that I follow on Twitter that's like a parody based off of someone is like Lizzie McGuire. There's a Lizzie McGuire Twitter account, <laughs> and whenever the holidays come around or something, the the person who tweets for that uh, account is like "Merry Christmas to everyone except Apollo," who's <laughs> from the the Lizzie McGuire movie. If you've ever seen it, uh-huh, yeah,
0: yeah. I I've I've heard the reference, the
1: reference. Yes, everything is always like "Happy Birthday" except Apollo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great
1: i love it so much um awesome. and then the last thing is is i have uh i bought a fancy new mechanical keyboard
0: interesting why i'm I'm curious because you're not a gamer are you no so what was the motivation to do a mechanical keyboard
1: because i wanted one oh, okay <laughs> um it's been it's been a it's been a road to get one because I don't have a PC. I have Macs, like have a Mac mm-hmm, for work, mm-hmm. and I have a my own personal Mac. So finding a mechanical keyboard that was like compatible with um my computer as well as having the correct keycaps was like mm-hmm. a road.
0: <laughs>
1: but I got yeah, one. I
0: can imagine that that would be tough because it's got to be a very specialized market
1: yes thankfully like the keyboard that i got has the option to switch between windows and mac so that the command key works which is a mac thing right um so and it came with extra keycaps so that you could change them to be a mac and it's currently rainbow that's what my um, keyboard is lit up as is rainbow and i Excellent. love it it's Excellent. amazing
0: i I need, I need a new keyboard very badly. Like, this one is quite old, and it, it's it's it been spilled on a few times. I'm oh not going to lie. <laughs> like, I, I am a klutz just in general. And, you know, since I spend so much time at my computer, mm-hmm. there are going to be accidents. <laughs> and this, co- this co- keyboard has survived many of them, but it's starting to be like, all right, dude, I'm done. I'm out. This is gross.
1: Yeah. I am. Um- I, I now own a lot of keyboards because I keep trying to get one that I really like. So I just keep mm-hmm. buying keyboards.
0: So do you like, do you like the mechanical keyboard?
1: I do, but I also realize that I'm a loud typer now.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm there's aggressive. a lot of city clacks with it. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty f- with it.
0: When I first started using mine, um, because it's very good for gaming because you get that, that tactile sensation of, uh-huh. of the clicking. And my, my husband was just like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, I'm just typing. And he's like, it sounds like little explosions <laughs> going <laughs> off. I'm like, yeah, it's a mechanical keyboard, dude. It's going to be noisy.
1: I was, we'll I was telling my my coworker that I got one, and I sent him a picture of it. And he was like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. Are you going to use that in the office? And I was like, hell no, man. That thing is too loud, and the office is too quiet. Like, people will <laughs> literally murder me. <laughs> like no i took i took the keyboard i was using which is uh it lights up so it lights up to different colors like just one solid color that's a mac keyboard and i took that to work so i have a full keyboard with like a number pad nice like at my desk so that just sits there instead of having like the small mac one like the small apple keyboard which is what i had before
0: yeah. I, I don't think anybody who doesn't have to deal with data entry of any type understand how important that number pad on the side is to life.
1: It's, it is important. Too bad I bought a keyboard that doesn't have a number pad. I'm struggling okay, well, again.
0: <laughs> but not at work, right? I mean, Oh
1: no, no, no. It's at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can,
1: I can survive, but I mean, I work from home, but I don't use the number pad as much depending on what I'm doing. So, um, I'm, I'm just trying to survive to the end of this week because we have a major project that needs to be like QA'd and released. Mm -hmm. Um, and the deadline is like Friday. So I'm like dying.
0: (laughs) I I hear that. I'm, I am struggling with students who do not want to be at school. And, um, I've got, I think I've mentioned that I've got at least one period where (laughs) my entire time is just doing, um, classroom management, (laughs) sit down, don't touch that, don't touch him, leave that alone. Like that's for an hour. Um, and, and this week is WASC, which is the accreditation process. So we'll have people coming into our classrooms and I'm like, just don't come in second period, please. God, whatever you do, don't come in second period. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh well shall we um oh i yeah I what did you I do I, I, I did do a very little geeky stuff this week um i found a new show on netflix i don't know how new it is but it's new to me um called ragnarok mm-hmm. it's um scandinavian of some sort i'm not quite sure which uh i
1: would assume it is
0: Yes. I, I don't remember which particular language it's in, but I, I am reading the, the, the series because it's subtitled. And it's called Ragnarok, and it is basically like Superman, but Thor. Like this kid goes to this town, which I guess was the last city to become Christian in the area and stop believing in the Norse faith. Mm -hmm. and he apparently is the reincarnation of Thor, but doesn't know it yet. And, um, you know, the, the, the sketchy guy with the eye patch, obviously Odin like says something to him. And now all of a sudden he's got powers. So um, I'm on episode two of that, I think. And it was interesting. Like, I, I'm hoping that it's not just going to be like, I do not like secret identity tropes anymore like i'm over them like we've had plenty of them just tell everybody you have superpowers at this point like i'm done (laughs) so i'm hoping it's not going to be extended um secret identity stuff but it is pretty good the cast is really good it's really Uh, it's it's darker than a lot of like what we would get on our television
1: nice the language is norwegian so it's based in norway norway Mm -hmm. i knew it was i I
0: knew it was uh, one of the scandinavian countries so yeah norway um but uh, that was that was it. I've been I've been playing with my iPad Pro and doing some sketching on that, which I haven't sketched in a long time. But I I wanted to go back to it because I've been trying to teach the kids at school how to sketch when they're designing stuff for stagecraft, and um, you know I got the itch. So um, we invested in the the iPad pro and I'm loving it. But I mean, speaking of keyboards, I got the magic keyboard that has like the mouse on it and basically turns it into a little mini computer Uh huh. and um, I don't love it. Huh. I mean, it's fine when I use it as a computer, but I have a computer. I have multiple computers for multiple things. And so it's very hard. Like it, like you have to take it, off if you just want to use it as an iPad. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I guess you can kind of, but it's just awkward if you don't. And so, you know, I I think I'm going to start taking it to work on at least the days that I know we have faculty stuff because it's just easier to carry around than my laptop. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so then it might be easier because then you're typing a lot faster and everything. But just as a... Is a cover slash keyboard for an iPad. It's kind of like, mm. it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It, it's just cumbersome. It's in the way.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: So that's my, that's my review on the Apple magic keyboard for the iPad pro.
1: <laughs> Thank it's, you.
0: It's, it's good for, it's good for what it's supposed to do, but not good. If you just want to have your iPad. Yes. Alrighty, so we are going to go to a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about smart zombies. Okay. I, I guess, wouldn't you like you'd call them smart zombies?
1: Um, Definitely in the second movie, they some smart zombies.
0: <laughs> Smarter zombies? Yes. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back. When toxic culture has you down,
1: when you're just looking to laugh and have fun, kick back and enjoy watching
0: a video game. And we're talking smart zombies, or at least smarter zombies today. (laughs) Um, Did you know that that's what you were getting in these two movies, Katie? Had you seen these movies before?
1: No, I had never seen either of these.
0: Um, One of the big reasons why I wanted to watch them is, I mean, Day of the Dead completes the the big Romero trilogy, but one of the things that motivated this in the first place was watching army of darkness, which was terrible. And they have like a very different take on zombies. They're intelligent. They're like, they formed a community. They, um, they strategize. And, you know, a lot of people were like, well, this is stupid. There's like, like the zombies aren't supposed to be like that. And it's kind of like, actually there's, there's a history of, of that kind of thing. It just wasn't well executed but this is where it's from. These two movies, I think mostly is where that idea of smart zombies comes from. Yeah. Interesting. So what did you think? We'll we'll start with day of the dead.
1: Um, I don't, there was a lot going on. So there was like one woman, which, okay. Um, and they were like, I don't know, it's weird because, like, they kept asking, like, what's going on here? And I'm like, you guys have been through three movies and you still don't understand what's happening?
0: Right, right. And they're doing all this research on zombies. So so Day of the Dead is about kind of a military there's, – there's three groups in this, like, military base – There's the military guys, there's three scientists, and then a couple of, I'm assuming the other two were civilians, because one flies a helicopter and one is a radio tech, but I don't think they're military. Yeah. And they are, they've basically, it sounds like, been assigned to this place to try and figure out how to stop the, the zombies. And I feel like they're doing everything but, learning how to stop the zombies
1: well it was going in the direction of like the scientist was almost like a Frankenstein style like mad scientist almost mm-hmm. because he was trying to find ways to domesticate the zombies which later on in other zombie related like criteria like movies and TV shows and stuff you get domestic domesticated zombies in like mm-hmm. some other. Um, things like in the flesh, the British TV show, like those become like basically like domesticated zombies almost. And then I think mm-hmm. there's like another one too.
0: Well, there's one called Fido, which yeah. is about like like they turn zombies into basically servants.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: There's a reference into that movie in Shaun of the Dead, which we're going to watch. So,
1: okay, yeah. yeah. So there's like references to like domestication of zombies like later, and. In this, like, that's kind of what he's doing. But, like, he's also performing, like, weird experiments on them. And it's not, like, quite sure. Like, are you trying to figure out how they, like, work? Like, how zombies are made? Because there's, like, that one weird one that has, like, no face and skull. Just, like, a brain and a spinal cord. And it was, like, mm-hmm. moving still. Right. So, yeah. there, w- there's, like, that. And then there was, like, the chauvinistic, super extra macho... Sexist military guys.
0: Okay, the my my first problem with this movie was the military guys did nothing but make noise. They did do ma- a damn thing. No, which 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 made maybe maybe it's um realistic, you know. Maybe it's yeah. something that, you know, sure it, it makes sense, but at the same time. It was just a lot of shouting. <laughs> I think after a long week, I was like, God, dudes, like, bring it down a notch. You're at an 11. I need you to be down at a no. Because <laughs> it's just a little bit of, like, the the guy who ended up being in charge, all he did, like, every line he delivered was shouted. <laughs> every <Yeah>. single line.
1: <laughs> that guy was really annoying. Yeah.
0: And uh, the sad thing is, is I didn't disagree with him on a lot of things where he was like you're, we're down here and you guys are producing nothing and they're like science takes a long time and he's like yes but you're not doing science that's helpful
1: he's not wrong that's for not sure. wrong
0: you weren't you were not supposed to side with him because he was such an asshole but yeah he he wasn't wrong. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, it was like the same thing with like CJ right and Day and Donna the Dead, the 2004 one, right? Because he's like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't let them in; they could be infected. And I'm like, he ain't wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. Like, the more people you let in, the more of a problem it's going to be. Like, he's not wrong in that case.
0: No, and and you know, like there were a couple times where they're like, let's just get out of here, and it's like, yes, that would be the correct move like <laughs> you have a yeah. helicopter you were in an underground bunker this is a bad idea go yeah. be free
1: <laughs> it's they were making a lot of like weird decisions and like the the military guys wanted to know what kind of progress they were making and then the one mad scientist guy just had the like the uh bub the one zombie that he was like look he knows what a book is and we're like how is this helpful <laughs> <laughs>
0: like really, it real like there are so many times it's like what are like maybe it's because we've seen zombie movies and we know this is not going to end well for you. What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. Like I get to a certain point where like maybe the zombies can be useful to a certain extent, but also like these people are dead. Like they mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. they're dead. Like can't you just let them rest in peace instead of turning them into some sort of like domesticated slave labor, because you don't know how to do anything with them. Why don't you just put them out of their misery and let them just be
0: dead? Right. And then it like this one thing that I, and I'll I'll bring it up a little bit more when we're talking about land of the dead is I find it's a very weird way to go with the zombie trope because it, kind of i i don't understand the point of smart zombies like why why are we trying to explore zombie emotion unless you're trying to make a comparison to like segregated people or i'm i'm not quite sure why this became a trope yeah. And I mean, it, 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 makes for, especially in Land of the Dead, I think for, it makes for an interesting movie, Yeah, but I just don't, I don't understand where we're, cause I feel like it loses a little bit of the idea of, you know, that whole when health, is, it fills up the dead will walk again, kind of like this is mm-hmm. a punishment for something, or this is a, um, a, a plague. And then it, then it becomes not so much about the, People surviving, but more, it goes back to the zombies, and you do start liking the. Zo- I like Bud. Bud was fun.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, you I, start to sympathize with the zombies more than the people.
0: Right, and and I, it's just an interesting take because I feel like the idea is to kind of show humanity at its best and equally show humanity at its worst. And maybe, well, maybe that's saying something. It's like, eh, well, we'd rather show the zombies because you'll sympathize with them more.
1: I mean, Bub was pretty great. Like when he like picked up the the toothbrush mm-hmm. and he was like, no, I don't want to use this. But then he was like, but I know how to shave. And I was like, yeah, look at them teeth, man. You clearly didn't brush those. But then he's dead. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing against poor Bub. But I mean, he obviously like, started to sympathize with um with uh with the doctor right and then he got like became attached to him so that when the doctor was murdered like revenge
0: would be his <laughs>
1: yes yes exactly it, it i mean i'm not gonna lie with some sweet sweet revenge so yeah. i'm not against uh zombies figuring out that that people are awful because we know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's very, very interesting that we're like, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what are we saying about like smart zombies? Like, is it, is it the idea that we're not good with things that are different? Cause I don't feel like that's a fair comparison because these things are trying to eat you. So there's a reason to not want to just accept them back into society. <laughs> like I'm yeah. just at a loss as to what they're trying to accomplish with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I mean, I guess you could try to make some sort of like social commentary about like, you know, separation and like segregation and all that stuff. But at the same time, like like you're literally trying to survive against a horde of flesh eating dead people like why would your reaction not be just kill them
0: (laughs) well i mean maybe that's maybe that's their point like (laughs) maybe it's like we're too reactionary i don't know i don't know maybe i'm trying to find meaning in something that's not there um i definitely think they were trying to push with day of the dead um military bad science good but even then i feel it was like military bad but science can also be bad but not doing either is bad so what? Yeah. like <laughs> it's like uh george <laughs> we're, we're, we're losing your we're losing your vision on this one <laughs>
1: I mean the one thing that they should have been studying if it makes sense would be to figure out how a bite leads to the reanimation right which is mm-hmm. why that one moment right when the 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 well he's he's a pretty shady dude the one dude with the long hair and the beard the one who gets bit and like she yeah. cuts his arm off
0: right which i think is the first incident of if we get rid of the infected area fast enough they won't become a zombie
1: exactly first
0: time we ever see that
1: yeah and it's successful right like she cuts his arm off they cauterize it um i feel bad for him but also he was he was trying to hurt the woman earlier so don't really feel that bad for her no. singeing his arm pretty hard no. um but he survived like he didn't mm-hmm. die didn't become a zombie nothing i mean he ends up becoming like he ends up dying later but that was for you know get revenge
0: and save yeah, everyone that's, his own, or that's his own that's his own damn fault
1: <laughs> yeah 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 that was that was his choice but this one where like he he obviously was scared didn't want to deal like didn't know how to deal with it and it was a lot of the like military doing like you have to do this you have no choice kind of thing which resulted in like the death of a bunch of people which then like totally made the one army yeller dude just to yell more um and like, he survived. So that's, like, important information that's discovered. Yeah. Like, you chop off the whatever limb. Obviously, if you get bit in the neck, sorry. Like Yeah, you like, don't have enough time. Just cut your head up. off, you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: don't worry. Um, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's, it's, it's just a flesh wound.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: exactly. I... Okay, so let's talk about the one thing that i thought was very interesting about the the movie cuz this is i think i want to say it was 85 yes is that yeah. when this movie was made so in mm-hmm. 1985 and we're very clearly talking about like ptsd like yes. this is definitely being explored in this um in this movie because the guy that gets his arm cut off is that very much experiencing this, and they, um, the 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 doctor that's taking care of him keeps telling everybody, no, he's at the edge of his rope. This isn't safe. We shouldn't. We can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know that back then, a lot of people ever thought about Day of the Dead. I mean, let me sorry. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up the IMDb <laughs> because I want to look up the guy's name, um, And so that's why I said that. Um, multitasking at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning is not my strong suit. Um, but I think it's the first time that anybody ever really talks about PTSD. That's not something that was really terribly common in the '80s. You know, I feel like the '90s no. is when that started becoming a a little bit more of a hey, this is a thing. And yes. Yeah.
1: Because you so have like, kind of cool. yeah. Cause I think it's a bit of a social commentary on how, on how um, soldiers and uh, people who were drafted, who went and fought in Vietnam. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like how they experienced massive levels of ptsd right and trauma and then they came back and just thrust them back into civilization with no sort of like mental health care no um no sort of like future mental health care they just got like barely got a debriefing and then they just like put them back out in society and they didn't realize that how big of a trauma like how much of ptsd can affect them affect Mm -hmm. a person and then affect their life. And I think because mental health was still very like, even now it's still taboo, but it's much less like people are way more open about talking about mental health now than they were then. And like the conversation had begun, I feel like in the eighties to Mm -hmm. like where people started like actually talking about it and how PTSD like actually was like, it was given what they felt Like, what they were feeling had a name now. Uh And, like, obviously, like, as you get into the 90s, it becomes, like, they start, you know, providing treatment and things like that later. And then as time progresses, they get more and more treatment. And the military actually recognizes PTSD as, like, an actual thing that soldiers have. And, like, they need to be given more than just a, like, welcome back to civilization, you survived, have a nice day.
0: Yeah, I feel like people were um, uh, starting to look at that kind of stuff around Desert Storm. Like, that's where yeah. it became an actual big thing to to go, all right, well, let's let's see if we're, we are can tend to this. They still don't do a great job of it, but nope. it's better than it was in 85. That's for sure.
1: Yes, it's better now than it was, but it's still not in a place where it needs to be because there is definitely not enough services and not enough people, enough, like, um professionals to provide the support that's needed through the VA because there's not enough VAs.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so uh the doctor's name is uh Sarah, the one the the one woman that okay. Yeah. With as rowdy as those gentlemen were. I feel like it is a little bit unrealistic that she was in as good of a shape as she was.
1: It was actually slightly terrifying because she was literally the only woman and we only got just a small glimpse of like her getting attacked by the soon to be armless guy. Yeah. Just the one time and I was like that's just the that is absolutely just the 100% distrust that I have that that would have been the only time that she was almost sexually assaulted.
0: Yeah, I that that was like big red flags concern. Why are you like, it's not good that you're the only woman you probably shouldn't stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. very, very concerning.
1: No, no, like, no, thank you. I definitely would not have volunteered to stay there. Not with like, no, 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 <laughs> just no,
0: no, no, on many levels. Um, I think that at this point the the gore factor had factored in because I think <sighs> this is now the time where we're starting to get into slasher films. A lot of the slasher films are coming out, so Ew. they save it until the last, like the the last little bit. I mean, there's gory there's gory moments in the the doctor's office. They literally call him Frankenstein because he's yeah. doing all this crazy stuff. So there's there's obviously some moments of just like gore, but <laughs> it was, was just,
1: unnecessary.
0: They just tear people apart. Like, let's, and, and it's extended. It's like, we're going to watch this person be, like, pulled apart for half a minute. Like.
1: No, that's too much. I was sitting there and I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, ew. Like, when when they were like, they, like, pulled the guy's head off or whatever and, like, mm-hmm. they were like. Like, they pulled part of his face off and then there was like fingers and eyeballs and like they were like eating his arm and then they were there was like dangly bits and I was like this is disgusting and unnecessary
0: right although I do have to say I was watching that and I was like okay that was very good visual effects because yeah. like it looked like his head like often you, when you when you've got fake heads They look really plasticky and unreal because they just don't move correctly. And that one was pretty darn good. And I don't know if they like switched it out and did some really amazing editing at some point, but like it wasn't until the very end where you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's a mechanical something.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they weren't going to just like rip the head off of like a real person because that would have been very different. But I mean, that would have been a very different experience.
0: Very different movie. We'd be talking about it for very different reasons. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, often like they'll do like they'll switch out the just like a, a styrofoam or a rubber mm-hmm. masked face or something. Like they won't they won't actually put anything inside it. But that thing kept moving as it was being pulled away from the rest of the body. And you're like, oh, there's something. There's there's mechanical something in there.
1: Yeah, and, like, he kept screaming, too, as they were, like, ripping his head off. And I was like, this is horrific in unnecessary ways. Um, I mean, they did a really great job with the special effects. They were definitely getting more into, like, using latex and different, like, uh, types of makeup to make them look more zombie-like. Even though they look more monstery, like Loch Ness Monster-y. Not Loch Ness Monster, like Swamp Man.
0: Yeah, a little bit. You know
1: what I mean? Like, Bub had that very, like, swamp creature-looking face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently when when you become a zombie, your face must automatically wrinkle around your eyes, nose, and mouth. Because otherwise nobody knows you're a zombie.
1: So you just instantly turn green and become old?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I, I really noticed that in the next movie, <laughs> where it's like, dude, you've been a zombie for five minutes. <laughs> he would look like that.
1: I have some commentary about how they're like their zombies look like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer vam- vampires more than zombies.
0: Yes. Yes, they do. They really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bring that back up when we get to Land of the Dead, because yeah. um, I have – I have some insight on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the choices that they made about vampires. Fact, um, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know what else, anything else on this movie?
1: Um, I did. Okay, so I did like that, like, obviously, like, Bub figures out how to, like, take his chain off, and then he leaves, and he picks up a gun, right? Like, he knew what a gun was prior to Mm -hmm. that. Like, he picked it up, knew how to fire it, whatever. Because I feel like they're making that commentary on, like, muscle memory, right? Which we've seen previously, because in um, Dawn of the Dead, they mentioned, like, why do they keep coming here, like, to the mall? And they were like, oh, muscle memory. Like, it's just something that the people used to do, which is like a commentary on consumerism and capitalism and all that stuff. Um, But when he gets the gun, right, it's like, like that one wasn't loaded. And then he picks up a gun later after he sees that his, um, like his favorite person has been murdered. Right. Mm -hmm. And he just decides that the long haired, angry military guy is the one and he (laughs) like, he like <laughs> shoots him and I was like, oh no, <laughs> this isn't gonna end well for you, man. And he like shoots him and then he gets torn to pieces, which is totally this he totally deserved that.
0: He absolutely did.
1: Um but it was just interesting to watch like how the zombie like remembered that he like knew how to fire a gun and like he remembered he knew how to shave, he knew what a book was.
0: As soon as he saw the, the commanding officer, he saluted.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like which um possibly indicates that he was like ex military, possibly Right. Something like that. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I got it. I, I I the the guys I'm trying to remember the name of the was it Rhodes Joseph Pilato, I think. Is uh-huh. the guy who played the um the the chief that You know, the guy in charge, his expression when he sees not just a zombie, but a zombie with a gun. I feel like it was an accurate reaction (laughs) i feel like if you saw a zombie like hold up a a gun and fire at you you also would have the what the fuck look on your face
1: i mean for real he was like what the and then he gets shot and he was like holy shit (laughs)
0: it's like this is not a good place to be
1: because it just like it amplifies it it's like not only am i going to get chased by a dead person who's trying to eat me but he can also shoot me (laughs) like that that introduces a whole new dynamic of like trying to get away
0: yeah yeah absolutely um we we have we have we have reached a new evolution in our zombies um i'm gonna go to lyle's comments uh day of the dead intro trippy unsettling 80s music it is both very romero horror horror and very absolutely 80s yes uh, at the same time, I appreciate the November 1st slash day of the dead reference in the opening scene, music shifts to cherry eighties, cheery eighties after dream scene. Yay. We've got eighties action lady and not hysterical or under undomest- underestimated lady. That was, that is nice. I mean, she's the only lady, so <laughs> she's gotta be action eighties or she ain't going to survive long. Um, Zombie makeup seems to be a bridge between the less complicated classic look and the higher fidelity, gory modern look. I would agree. There were still, there were still gray zombies. They were were still gray. There were still gray zombies. Um, I appreciate that it retains some camp at this stage. This looks like it's mostly the S the special effects team leaning more heavily on prosthetics for this than before. I would agree. Throughout the film, a lot of the zombies that the camera lingers on tend to have a cave person look. It's a really good point. But definitely has a little bit of a cave person look to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate.
0: A more pre-human physiology. Savini really showing up here. Their Their zombies look just less empty. Yes. They're definitely more... You can see more reactions... The zombies have reactions, which we haven't had before then. We've just had, like, the wide eye. If you ever want to just get a laugh is, like, we tend to watch zombie movies where we're watching the horde as a horde of zombies. But if you really make an effort to look at individual zombies, Uh it's it's hilarious. (laughs) Like, if you look at them and your brain is, like, not looking at them as zombies, but as people playing zombies – it's hilarious.
1: I can imagine that it's very like the what do you like in the script, right? It's like act zombie and that means different things to different people, right? Right. And it's so a, you-
0: <laughs> sometimes you'll see them look at the camera, sometimes you'll see that like it's just it's like oh uh you were an extra that they did not have fun with. They kept saying no, started over. Bob looked at the camera again. <laughs>
1: You know what? Just let it go. Bob's going to look at the camera, and we're just going to move <laughs> on from that. Um, <laughs>
0: That's so funny. And everybody everybody lurches in different ways, and you could tell that like somebody would stumble. And that was their big acting moment. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I was zombie number 12. <laughs> did in you the case see what I did there did you see me I was very zombie like did you see me raise my arm I did such a good job
0: <laughs> I feel like my character my zombie was a bank teller in their previous life and you can see that by the way I hold my hands
1: oh my god you know
0: that's <laughs> true
1: you know people thought about that and I, I applaud them for like giving their their zombie like a personality and a name and
0: oh a backstory. yeah like I mean that's totally what I what I teach when I'm teaching theater like even yeah. the extras like the people in the background you have to have a full story for your for your character and everything but when you when you apply it to this it's kind of like both oh dude stop taking yourself so seriously and you know what you you did learn this from Juilliard so I I can't get mad at you <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like also do you
0: bro. yeah you do you <laughs> you do
1: you and I will appreciate from afar not sure if I'll hire you again but you do you, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, so their zombies look less empty, less vapid and mindless. It's the eyes. I think they're learning. This tough guy shit is going to get Miguel killed. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Follow up. Oh, look, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I love his commentary because he, he's writing it as he goes, but then he goes back and edits. Um, uh as seems to be typical, it's the people that are horrible, especially Steel. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Steel was awful.
1: It's it's expected, because it's not the zombies you have to worry about, because they have one goal in life, right? Right, to it, It's right. to nom on you. They want to eat you. That's their mission. It's people that are yeah. the problem.
0: Yes, which I think, <laughs> <laughs> since we're in the middle of a pandemic... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's been going on for almost two years now.
1: <laughs> An unnecessary amount of time.
0: Yeah, I and it it boils down to people.
1: Um, people.
0: Have you seen like at the I would say six months into the pandemic, there was a video on YouTube that was like, you know. Hey, there's a zombie apocalypse outside. We should stay inside. Because it was all the, the quarantining and everything. Uh-huh. And um, they're like, no, I'm going out there. But the zombies are out there. Yeah, but I want to go out there. Okay, but if you stay in here, they can't get you. Yes. Yeah, but I really want to go out there.
1: <laughs> it, we, we, we've we been fighting two pandemics this entire time. The actual pandemic and the stupidity pandemic. Yeah. We're still fighting both.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially Steel, fuck that guy between the machismo and the sexism. I'm looking forward to these assholes, all the military folk getting eaten. Yep. Follow up. I was not disappointed except for Steel. Yeah, Steel had kind of a he he took the easy way out. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. That's the that was that the the elevator guy, armless. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really get to like die. He, like he, they tried to like redeem his character almost by like him sacrificing himself to kill
0: everybody kind of deal. Oh no, that that was Miguel.
1: Oh Miguel, that was
0: Miguel. Miguel. Who steals yeah, Miguel? Steals the big bearded guy.
1: Oh yeah, he did not die more not satisfyingly enough.
0: No, yeah, he 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 he, he took the easy way off, way out and took his life. He, Which you know that's a horrible thing when you're talking about real world stuff, but in a zombie movie, that's the easy way out.
1: No, he he he's a, he was definitely a douchebag. He wore sunglasses indoors. <laughs>
0: it's true. Come on. Uh, um, yeah, so we should say the so we, the way the way this ends because always there's somebody who does something stupid to let all the zombies in. Always, um, always, and. So Miguel, having lost his mind and having his arm bit and then amputated, and doing perfectly fine. No signs of becoming a zombie whatsoever.
1: He was even past the fever. Bro was going to be fine. No infection, Bro was going to be fine.
0: But he had so lost his mind that he went and basically let all the zombies in and used himself as the bait. And then when the guys tried to escape, the, the military guys tried to escape, they were confronted by a shitload of zombies yep um oh good just what we need fascism in the apocalypse (laughs) it was uh fascism in the apocalypse because he was like i think one of the many things that rose said was like he was very fascist about how he like it was my way or the highway you don't do what i want you to do i'm gonna shoot you
1: ah uh, yeah that was like very much when he was like screaming at her when they were in that room with like all the chairs and tables and stuff
0: yeah and tells steel to shoot her and he doesn't want to like in all fairness Steele was like i'm not shooting her and then he was like well then i'm gonna shoot you he was like okay i'll shoot her um but yeah
1: okay i got it i got it. i understand lyle's comment
0: Yes. I guess I'm not actually surprised since one of the consistent themes I've seen in these movies is that a lot of people default to their worst selves. Yep. Accurate. Uh, when will you give us something we can understand? Well, it your level of intelligence, about 37 years <laughs> of interspersed... Uh, yeah, 37 years. Awesome, Lyle. Absolutely awesome. The inter- interspersed 80s music does not Uh, does odd things to the mood. Like we get music that's reminiscent of the 68 and 78 films, then some cheery 80s stuff.
1: Just got to cheer you up though. Can't be dreary the whole time living underground in some sort of cave with people trying to eat you.
0: (laughs) John has a beautiful kind of nihilism and yet somehow manages to bring in some moralizing (laughs) because God is clearly why we have zombies. Yes. So we clearly know bites are the thing that are transmitted Yeah, that is one thing that changes, I mean, especially in The Walking Dead, like, you get to a point where, and I think in Land of the Dead, it even becomes the same thing, where you get to a point where everybody's infected, they're just waiting to die. Um, But as of Day of the Dead, you still have to get bitten. Otherwise, if you die other ways, you're not going to become a zombie.
1: Yeah, I did notice that, like, later on, like, it doesn't matter if you get shot in the chest or you get stabbed to death, you still become a zombie, even if you didn't get bit.
0: Yeah. So that is definitely something that changes. But in the first three movies... um you have to be bitten. Yes. Um, nice fly by nice flyboy callback. This doctor makes Kevorkian look like the chair of the ethics board. Oh <laughs> which, which seems weird with his oddly cheerful demeanor. Yeah, it's like the guy's a little unhinged. Um I just don't get the idea of the domesticating the zombies. I think that's the point. It's like, why would you do this? Um once again, it's people that caused the problem. Crazy doctor, fascist leader, racism, anti-intelligence stance of military folks. Apparently, John is now a sharpshooter. <laughs> he got more headshots than Halo kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, these zombies seem faster than before, but not fast zombies.
1: Yep, still slow.
0: Oh, oh shit. Zombies with guns. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> and a totally reasonable ending? Question mark. Weird, interesting. I note that there wasn't the typical sex slash naked zombie stuff going on here. Yes. So that's all Lyle's thoughts on on Day of the Dead, and I I agree with all of them. Any any things before we move on to Land of the Dead?
1: Um, no. I mean, pe- at least people survive this one.
0: Yes, and they they end up on the beach which is interesting. I think I have a feeling that's why Snyder um, does his whole, uh, they go find themselves on a beach and then there's zombies there. <laughs> I yeah. feel like it's a callback to that moment saying, Hey, uh, the beach isn't safe either.
1: <laughs> I feel like that is just some sort of like wistful dream kind of deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where like you land on someone that just happens to be deserted with no people and i'm like but where were you in the first place and where did you fly to where that was possible
0: exactly exactly i mean great good good on you cuz that's a feat yeah. but you know don't get comfortable
1: <laughs> i like there's no way they had enough gas to get that far out into like the middle of nowhere to find an island
0: yeah so the other movie was Land of the Dead, which is also Romero. I think Romero has like, I want to say he had eight, ultimately, eight movies mm-hmm. that were of the dead movies. But um, but yeah, so this was the next one in the series. So this is basically number four. And this one was in, um, in the 90s, yeah? I thought it was 2000. It might, be wrong. it might have been. It would have have to have been two thousands because, um, it's very much about the Bush era. Two thousand
1: five politics, yeah. Two thousand five. So it's like one year after the remake of um Dawn of the Dead.
0: Yes, um, and then he also did Diary of the Dead. Survival of the Dead. And maybe that's it.
1: He did maybe a lot those... more than I thought.
0: Maybe it's just those six. But yeah, um, I've seen Survival of the Dead. I think I've seen I've seen one of the two. And I didn't care for either of Diary of the Dead or Survival of the Dead. So that's why I didn't put it on the list. But um, Land of the Dead was very much about... The the Bush era of politics, like 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 it was very much about the Bush era of politics.
1: It was also a reunion movie between Dennis Hopper and um, John mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: When I saw them together in the same movie, I'm like, oh my god, it's it's <laughs> Luigi and Koopa. <Cooper." laughs> <laughs> I was having a moment. I was like, oh my god, the Luigi and Koopa.
0: i've heard they're making a they they just announced this week they're making a new mario movie
1: yes with chris pratt as mario and i highly disagree with that decision
0: (laughs) I, i kind of felt the same way but you know we won't judge till it comes out um well i won't i don't know about you you're more than welcome to judge as much as you want um but yeah so land of the dead starts with you know we're now kind of reclaimed parts of society and we're noticing, or the, the head guy, let me pull up my, I'm really bad about, see, this is always Ray knows all the actors' names, the directors' names, like, he's good at that stuff. Um, this is not my strong point. Are you talking so, about, like, the
1: dude in charge, Simon, uh, I think that's Simon Baker. Riley.
0: Riley, yeah. So Riley sees and notices that. The zombies are very much going and doing muscle memory on their own. Um, The big one that we notice who becomes the leader of the zombies is the gas station attendant who every time somebody steps on his little like bell, like, you know, the car would roll over it and it would ring the bell inside. He comes out and tries to fill up a car with gas and there's no car there. So then he just goes back inside. And like a couple is holding hands, and the band is playing, like a a, a little jazz band is playing up in the what are those called gazebos? Gazebo, like they yeah. were at yeah at some sort of um, festival or something. And so it's like you very much see all these people, all these zombies going back and reverting to doing what they would normally do when they were alive. Yes, and so really leaning into the muscle memory thing yes and then when we get back to where these people are staying there's like the power structure there's the the rich people live in like this big mega mall skyrise place yep. and then everybody else is kind of slumming it down on the street level and there's like zombie cockfighting and there's like take a selfie with a zombie. People are awful. <laughs> People are absolutely awful. And and so you see kind of this like the 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 basically the 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 rich the poor, the the 1% and everybody else. And so that's the the commentary that they are making and the fact that, you know, John Leguizamo is trying to buy his way into the um, the power structure, kind of like getting into the American Dream type of analogy, mm-hmm. but because he's not white, <laughs> and because he is one of the quote unquote slum people, um, he is not even invited to the table. <laughs> like it's like he ha- he could have all the money, doesn't matter. Sorry, there's a waiting list. You can't get in.
1: Yeah, there is there's a massive amount of like commentary going on in this one because there's like the economic um like disenfranchisement thing that they're talking about and like the difference between socioeconomic classes, even in a zombie apocalypse.
0: Right, right. It's like they still find a way to be horrible people.
1: Yeah. So there's this like major separation between between people that are considered to be rich and then everyone else right So they're all in the same like area of being safe and they think they're safe, right mm-hmm. um, because the they're basically like on an like man-made island almost because the place that they're on is surrounded by three rivers, I guess and then they only have like one road in and out that right. they man. so man.
0: So it's been really pretty easy to fortify
1: yeah. so they fortified it. And then you have like the 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 poor people, the people who were not invited, like, and those poor people are going to be your like like they're going to be people of color. They were people of like who they considered to be like trashy white people. That's definitely what they put in there. Mm-hmm, um, oh. and like it's whoever they considered to be not at their level is what they like we're all living in these like makeshift like places. and then they lived on the streets and all together. And then all the rich people are in that like high rise, all encompassing apart, a luxury apartment building, which Mm -hmm. wasn't built by Dennis Hopper's character, but he's the one who established the power structure. And they made that very clear.
0: Yeah. That he really didn't do anything other than declare that he was in charge.
1: Exactly. And, and one of the things that I said, I was, I was tweeting a little bit, which Lyle like responded to me. Um, one of the things I said was hold on. Let me find it. Two seconds. I said, it's super interesting watching all of the zombie movies in order. And you think you get to see the progression of what people, what people think zombies are like. And then I said, I was watching land of the dead. And then I said, money in zombie apocalypses only gets you so far. Right. Right. Like what good is money when there is nothing left? And I was like, uh, and then later on, like, I was like, I also feel like people forget zombies don't breathe air. So walking underwater is like a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to see that in our next, um, like, next week we're doing World War Z. And the the greatest thing about the book World War Z is it takes every question you ever had about zombies and answers them. And it's brilliant.
1: Um, I'm listening to World. I got the audio book for World War Z which I've Mm -hmm. been listening to. And let me tell you the amounts of like, Hmm, that sounds familiar as I'm listening to that book Mm -hmm. and have it reference, um, things for like what's currently going on. I'm like, Hmm. Mm Hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's, it's interesting to listen to this now when I read the book back in the day when it was first published, uh, we'll talk about all of this next week but it is definitely interesting to listen to the audiobook and go oh this was written a long time ago but when you look at it from the lens of 2001 or, or 20, yeah t- 2021 um yeah it's a very interesting a different book <laughs> Yep <laughs> Um but yeah so so like water water zombies are totally a thing totally yeah. a thing
1: It's so like, this movie, what it's doing is, like, is basically establishing that there is one person, right, like, the gas station attendant, who's apparently his character name is Big Daddy, which, <laughs> all right. Um, So, the, it basically establishes him, right, as mm-hmm. the, like, he becomes the leader of the zombies, because what he's doing is he's trying to preserve his own people. Like, yes. that's basically what it's become, right? Because the fighters that Simon, that Simon Baker's character, Riley, like that he's in charge of, right? Like these are all the people that he's in charge of, which are the ones who do supply runs. Um, They get like, they basically, that's basically their job is to like take out zombies and get supplies.
0: They're, right? they're the essential workers. They're the yes. ones who, who keep the, the zombies away and who hunt for supplies in the really dangerous, like they have the really dangerous job of going out and finding food and luxury items and everything. And then they sell them to the, Um, Rich people. The rich people. And in the meantime, they're just, you know, blasting zombies left and right. And the pig daddy is trying to, like, push people out of... Push zombies out of the way of the fire so that they don't die. And he's, like, anguished when they do.
1: Yes. Because, like, one of the things that they've discovered is that maybe it's not necessary to always... Because, like, the more noise you make, right? Like, the more gunshots or whatever more things that you make them, the more it draws more zombies to you, which it seems to be finally something that they've realized that like sound makes them come to you. Right. Right. Finally. Um, so what they have figured out is a means of distraction, which is sky flowers, fireworks, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what's one thing that people do when fireworks start going off, they look up and they pay attention to that and they don't pay attention to what's going on around them. Um, so they use that as a way to distract them so that they can get in and out of whatever location they need to, to get into without having to worry about like the zombies attacking them. Which, like, Big Daddy, he realizes, like, oh, stop looking at them, you're going to die. Like, you're getting right, distracted, right. stop it.
0: Yeah, and so he he's very much trying to get the... The zombies to get undercover and you know they just they just they're still on autopilot they're still not kind of aware of their surroundings and they're looking at these fireworks mm-hmm. um but things kind of change when big daddy tries to grab at a soldier and pulls his gun off of him
1: yes yes
0: and now the zombies have guns
1: Zombies with guns, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: and he full on goes on a rev- like Big Daddy goes on a revenge journey. Like he gathers up yeah. all his zombie friends, and they start walking towards the city where they know all these people are and where yeah. they're from because yeah. they've killed our friends.
1: Exactly. So it's this like whole thing where like like he's still a zombie and he's still a dead person, but also like all the other dead people, those are his people now. Mm -hmm. And what they need to do is preserve their way of life. And even before that happens, like some of the soldiers made like a comment, right. About how they have like electric fences, right. Around their compound that they live in. And the one zombie comes over and like grabs the electric fence. They're like, Oh, that's weird. They never come over here. It's like, they know they can't get through here.
0: Yeah, they they've learned this is not going to get us anywhere, so we're just not going. We're not going to keep trying.
1: Exactly, it's like trial and error that they're trying to find a weakness, kind of thing within their like fortification of the island that they're on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you helps you tell the zombies apart is they're kind of zombies by job <laughs> so you have a a a zombie with a cleaver because he was a chef you have a zombie with a bat because she was playing baseball oh my um, god yeah <laughs> you have all of these different people and i i think if i remember correctly there was even a a ballerina zombie who kind of stumbled on toe uh, on point
1: <laughs> oh my god there was also cheerleader zombies and football zombies
0: yeah. yeah. So you have all these people in like their their l- uniforms of what they used to do when they were alive, and and that's how you kind of tell like it it, it actually works to give the char- give the zombies character where you can identify them really quickly and you start like having favorite zombies. I loved I loved baseball zombie. She was awesome. She was my favorite
1: i liked her she was pretty good i did really like um i liked the like big daddy i liked him because he was like no he's like we're not dealing (laughs) with this stop killing my people and like also like what it does is it really calls out just even in a zombie apocalypse like the worst of people shows right Mm -hmm. because when they get through that, like, wooden wall or whatever, where, like, uh, Big Daddy takes the cleaver from the butcher zombie and, like, chops through the wood, right?
0: Well, he actually, I love, he he shows, the, shows the, the zombie how to chop through the wood. Yes! Which is kind of cool. It's like, well, you've got this, and we need to get there, so just hit it with that. Exactly, and like at you can see where he's kind of like directing them on how to do it, and once they learn how to do something, they're like, "Oh, okay, I could." Because he does the same thing with the, um, with the baseball zombie mm-hmm. is like she's gonna smack a guy over the head with her baseball bat, and he's like, "No, no, 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 he's got a gun. Take the gun." <laughs> yes. And this is all done in pantomime. This is all just kind of grunts and moans. <laughs> it's, it's, just take the gun. It's fine. It's
1: so good. But like one of the things though, like when they break through that wooden wall, they see all those zombies that are hanging from ropes upside down with targets on them.
0: Yeah, they've been used for target practice. And he it's, like roars in frustration.
1: It's cuz when you think about it like, yeah, these people are are zombies now. Like they died, they became reanimated and now they're the walking dead. But also that doesn't give you the like permission to just degrade them because they're, right. you know, dead already.
0: Yeah, like it's like there's no respect for for who they once were.
1: No, there's not, because they're like, oh, these are dead. And you see that all that you've seen that throughout all pretty much all of these movies, that there's no respect for the people they once were. Because yeah. the the best thing that you could do for them would be to kill them and put them out of their misery. And then they're no longer, you know, a reanimated walking corpse. They're resting in peace, right? No, they're hanging them up, using them for target practice, basically having cock fights with them and stuff. And 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 like,
0: just awful. yeah, all of them are, are awful. (laughs) And we see this, we see this from the very first movie where it's like, once, once the, the zombies are, pacified in an area now they're they're kind of just things we can exploit um they're they're animals these these are the people that beat their pets like (laughs) there's nothing good about these people it it does show the worst of humanity
1: it's it's awful because even in a time where like everyone is dying people still find a way to be the worst versions of
0: themselves right now i want to i don't know if this is a, a fair observation but it's definitely one i've made Okay. So George Romero has always said that when he cast Dwayne Jones as Ben in Night of the Living Dead, that he wasn't looking for a black actor, that that Dwayne Jones just did the best job. Yes. But Dwayne Jones is by far the most level-headed, heroic character in that movie. Yes. Right? All right. Go to Dawn of the Dead. And you've got Peter, who is played by Ken Forey. He's the the black cop. Yes. Probably one of the most level-headed throughout the entire um, film. Yes. You go to Day of the Dead, and you've got um, Terry Alexander as John, who again, most level-headed individual in the you know most moral person in the cast, and now. Land of the Dead, you've got Big Daddy. Yes. Played by Eugene Clark. It's like, if you look at the black lead in each of these movies, they're kind of the heroic character. And I just found that to be very, very interesting.
1: I basically, like, it feels almost like a commentary on, like, um, like (laughs) white people, (laughs) Yeah, the most problems.
0: Before before that was like an a common thing to say. Like I feel like that has just become a common thing to say very recently. Yes. But it it's a it's a very interesting I think it I don't know that he did it on purpose. It's interesting if he did, but it's also interesting if he didn't. That yeah. you know, his his vision of how his cast are is that this is the person who is the most reliable, the most mm-hmm. level headed, the one that you want to empathize with.
1: It's the person it's it's it is interesting, um like whether he was purposely making that commentary or not, but it makes the most sense to be honest, even if it mm-hmm. was an accident like for that person that particular person in each of those movies to become sort of the heroic figure for Mm -hmm. it because they were the most level-headed the most uh they thought about um themselves as well as the people around them and what was the best chances of their survival and things like that and then also like it was a lot of like if you're gonna get us killed i'm gonna kill you so i don't die
0: Right well, and I've heard I've heard people discuss um, race and zombie apocalypse stuff mm-hmm. and there has been the argument that the African-American community would be a lot more represent if, if they could survive the initial attack, their their lack of privilege would actually be an asset. To them, They've got a strong community feel, you know, the, a strong sense of community amongst one another. Um, they're used to looking out for one another because they don't have just the, the systems not looking out for them. So they have to look out for themselves. It, and I've always thought that that was kind of an interesting thing when, when these kind of discussions of how would you survive the apocalypse when they come up?
1: It To be honest, I feel like that makes the most logical sense, because if you take into consideration now who are the people that are causing the most problems and all the variants and the spread of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not universally, but they it's are not universally, the-
1: but the highest number.
0: I mean, yes. The, <laughs> the white people causing problems again.
1: Yes. Okay. And if you look at zombie apocalypse movies, like it makes the most sense because I mean, I mean, as I am a white person, Mm-hmm. and to be honest like why people be stupid a lot of the time <laughs> like let's be honest i saw i think i saw a tiktok where this person was like like the uh <laughs> i've seen a couple of tiktoks where uh if someone hears a noise depending on like like the person and like even as potentially down to like race wise like how do they react to hearing that weird noise like how often and do you I, see I'm, in horror movies where like you hear a noise and the white person is like, "Oh my God, what's that sound over there?" I'm gonna go investigate, and then and then someone who's not a white person was like, "Hell no, I'm all leave."
0: What the the chain I saw the TikTok chain I saw was was the like when a black person hears a sound and they all freeze. And they just kind of like their their eyes are just w- looking around like okay what was that and then the last the last person in the chain is a white guy goes hmm I wonder what that is let me go investigate
1: exactly <laughs> I'm telling you like sometimes horror movies get exactly how different races would respond mm-hmm. like to some sort of like uh incident or a um like a zombie apocalypse like for them to say that it's most likely that that a certain group of people would be more likely to survive because of their life experiences makes a lot of sense
0: it really does it really does and and the culture community you grow up in i mean that's a a big thing that i've enjoyed about world war z Mm and and it, because i'm I'm bringing it up because these these things tie in, and I think it'll be a good bridge for next week. But um, they talk about the zombie apocalypse on a global scale in that book mm-hmm. and how every culture deals with it very differently. Every country has a different response to it. Every country, some handle it well, some handle it terribly. And it's just interesting how, uh, you know, it's uh, Max Brooks researched the hell out of that book. It's, and it shows.
1: It's very interesting because you get a lot of like um, how people because of the prejudices that people hold and because of the problems that they have with other people, they will not believe them when they're telling them something right Because that mm-hmm. is a huge thing when they he was talking to the uh, in that book about the people from from Israel. And then mm-hmm. the people from, um, from not from Israel, right? Because they said, right. like, this is what's going on. And they were like, there's no way I'm not going to believe them because of, like, my long-held, my entire life generations of prejudice, too. And then it leads to, like, everyone dying because they didn't believe them. Right. Because they thought they had ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very interesting in that respect. I mean, we're not, we're going to talk about this next week, but it's like very interesting in that respect about how that makes a huge difference on your survival.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really like, I cannot wait until next week. I, I really believe if there was one book that I'd had to just like hand out to everybody, because I think it's such a good book and so interesting and so like dissectable, mm-hmm. it's World War Z. I love Absolutely. that Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. so. um, what else with Land of the Dead? Um,
1: it was a blessing when... I was really angry when John Legazamo's character got the kid killed. I was really angry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, when he got shot, I was like, ha-ha to you. But then he gets bit by a zombie. And I was like, dude, bro's going to turn into a zombie. And he's going to be the one who kills Dennis
0: Hopper. Yes. And, and you see it coming from a mile away. Like, it's not even a small... Thing like De- Dennis <laughs> Hopper does John Leguizamo uh, dirty. He does
1: do him dirty
0: big time, and and reaps the 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 reaps what he sows. Um, I, I love when he's trying to get into the like he gets into the back of the seat of the car, and his driver is supposed to open up the the
1: um the, like gate the or garage whatever. door.
0: Yeah, and. I'm sure everybody who watches that is like, as soon as he opens that gate, zombies are going to come pouring in. Like, yes. it's just kind of what you're trained at this point to expect. And it doesn't. The zombie comes from behind him. I know. And and it's so great because because the driver's like, later. It's <laughs> like, I I'm was, gone.
1: I was dying. I was laughing so hard. And he was like, see you later, Mr. K. And he just like <laughs> runs up the ramp. I was like, bro, same same <laughs> screw that guy <laughs> And,
0: and it's, just, it's like if you don't treat people well they're not going to be loyal to you they're that, not going to care that's
1: exactly what my commentary about money was right because right. because kaufman right the uh dennis hopper's character like he was using money as a means of buying loyalty right as right. a way of like getting people to do what he wanted however when you get to a certain point right because money was only working when they had things to buy in that building they lived in mm-hmm. right when you don't have that anymore your money doesn't mean crap it means right. nothing and,
0: he, and when he can no longer protect these people from the zombies they're living uh, they're living the high life mm-hmm. which of course of course makes them soft and unable to to deal like like they just Run around screaming like idiots when the zombies come in. It's like these—we're not de- dealing with fast zombies, people. Uh, just they move.
1: Just go yeah. somewhere. Like
0: just, go, just move. But they're panicking and they're running over each other and tripping each other up and panic like,
1: people. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: panic, panic white people.
0: <laughs> um, and so this kind of whole idea that that Riley has of kind of just like I like his whole thing through the entirety tire in the entirety of the movie is I'm going somewhere where there are no people. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what I want. Yep. Like, people are like, well, you're going north? There's nothing north. He's like, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's north. I'm going there to be alone.
1: Because <laughs> it never makes any sense to why people congregate in cities during right. zombie apocalypses, right? Like, where are you going to have the most people? In freaking cities, you idiots. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like, come on. <laughs> well, and I think, I mean...
0: It's interesting because when you look at the pandemic and the number of people who are like, I'm out mm-hmm. like everybody, everybody like the, the people can actually buy property in New York and San Francisco right now, because there's actually people who have moved out of those. There's, there's, there's actually for the first time in a very long time, uh, not a surplus, but a lot more vacancies because people are like, I don't want to live in the big city anymore. If I can cyber commute, Then why am I living in a place where I have to pay these exorbitant amounts of rent and, you know, all this other stuff? And so people like, honestly, Palm Springs right now has this huge real estate market because everybody's moving out here because you can get a lot for your money. And it's out in the middle of nowhere where, you know, we're not coughing and sneezing all over each other.
1: Exactly. Like, there was a big, massive move to move out of major cities, like, out of Los Angeles and move out into the suburbs or move to a new state or something because they came to the realization that being packed in in a city is part of the problem. Right. And right. With, it makes a
0: big difference.
1: Yeah. And now that companies have realized that telecommuting is possible for a, like, significant number of jobs that they don't need to come in the office. Like my sister's job was in office and is now 100% remote for the whole company. They mm-hmm. sold their office building.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean uh, I hope that they never do this, but I can see them doing this in education. Why pay for school buildings when you can teach kids virtually? I think we've learned that it's not effective.
1: It's not effective. But,
0: but for a very long time, I had thought that that was something that people were going to push for because we don't have the overhead.
1: I the problem becomes more that like um, we still have an unequal access to
0: Uh
1: to good reliable internet for other people and the because of the socioeconomic huge like differences between the social classes right that there is going to be an unequal opportunity for education. Between that to go to full remote, but also part of it is that socialization, like socializing,
0: such an important thing.
1: is extremely important to you know be be a functional person in society.
0: Because I can so. tell you right now, my students, <laughs> many of them not functional. It's, it's <laughs> that one year and a half, like it wasn't even a full year and a half. It's but that hard. just that time, it's like they came back. The number of kids who have um, social anxiety.
1: It's, it's has really, hard.
0: really gone up.
1: It's it's yeah. hard. And I don't blame them. Like it's it's very hard because now you're afraid to like be in the same space as another person. So it's like there's a lot to be said for the massive amounts of effects that the last two years will have on. Yeah. The current growing generation. And then poor millennials ain't ever going to get a break, y'all. We got some problems.
0: <laughs> they just keep throwing stuff at you.
1: <laughs> we can't buy houses because we don't make enough money. Can't get hired because we don't have enough. You know, that's a whole different podcast. I have a lot of problems about how people think about millennials. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's one of the things I love on TikTok is the people who who show the differences of the different generations. Um just
1: trying to live, man.
0: Yeah. the And it's usually millennials. And they've really got everybody pegged. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, they knock us for our obsession with avocado toast and and fancy coffee. And I'm like, yeah, well, when I have four jobs, what do you want from me?
0: <laughs> I have no other happiness in my life. Let me have my avocado toast. Exactly.
1: <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I have some serious problems about going to a restaurant to pay $7 for avocado toast when I can make the same damn thing at home for $3. <laughs> and I can make more than just one piece. So, right, but anyways, and- I got some feelings. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and for those of you avocado toast haters, you don't know what you're missing out.
1: You have no idea; it's so good,
0: so tasty. Um, okay, so let's go to let's go to Land of the Dead comments from Lyle. The uh, <laughs> uh, Land of the Dead, dig the classic title card slash music, cool black and white intro and recap. Zombies, zombies almost look like Buffy the Vampire Slayer vamps. Okay. So let's talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans. Yes. So do you know do you know why vampires um um get dusted in Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
1: Like why they turn to poof dust? Yes. No. Why?
0: Be- because Joss Whedon didn't think that like he didn't have any good way of explaining how all of these teenage bodies were like piling up <laughs> so he's like how do we how do we avoid like this big controversy of why are all our children like ending up dead you know they just disappear because they just get poofed into dust and they needed something to designate the difference between zombies and people so that it didn't look like we were just stabbing teenagers on television. And so that's why they got a vamp face.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, it was, it was those two things were because we are concerned about portraying people killing teenagers on television.
1: Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, it makes sense. But also, like, no. zombies shouldn't <clears throat> have vampire face.
0: No, like- they shouldn't. And they, they all, like, that was my big thing with John Leguizamo. Like, like he, he was a zombie for all of five minutes, and all of a sudden he's got this sallow, shrunken, like, zombie face.
1: Like, he would look bloody but normal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, look-
1: zombie eyes or something.
0: Yeah, that, I'm, I'm fine with the whole zombie, I think. Although, <laughs> again, you know why the zombie, like, this is, this is why I love World War Z so much. You know why zombies have those kind of frosted gray eyes? Why? Because they don't blink.
1: Oh, my God. So their eyeballs are dry.
0: Their eyeballs are dry and scratched because they don't lubricate their eyes.
1: Oh, my God. That makes total sense.
0: I'm telling you guys, if you haven't started l- reading or listening to World War Z, like every question you have ever had about zombies gets answered in this book. It's
1: because a- it made a lot of sense when the zombies were like standing on the pier, right? Getting ready to cross the river. And they were just standing there because they were like, what do we do? I don't know what to do. And then uh, Big Daddy just like jumps off of the um, the pier into the water. And everyone's like, oh. And then they, like, pop up out of the water. And it reminds me 100% of the scene in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. When he's, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. gents take a walk, right? And so they don't have to get in boats because they don't breathe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, that is a creepy friggin, like, image of just these zombies just in, like, almost army ranks coming out of the ocean. Like, right? It, it's a really cool it's a really cool visual.
1: Yeah, and they, they bring it up, too, parts in 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 um, World War Z, too, because they there's, like, the parts where they were talking about how they're, like, zombies in the water, how people would be out swimming, and they'd get snatched off mm-hmm. of, like, surfboards and out of boats and stuff. And I was like, makes a lot of sense. Zombies are dead, which means they don't need to use their lungs.
0: Yep. They don't yep. have
1: to breathe.
0: Uh, let's see. Where were we? Um... Nice trope subversion with the kid getting bit and then not hiding it. Yes. Like people didn't really hide the fact that they were bit in this movie at all, which I appreciate because often that's, it's just kind of like, ugh. again, the person who's going to be a horrible person and not tell anybody that they've been bit, they're going to be the ones that ruin it for everybody. Yes. But yeah. Oh look, requisite naked lady, of course, <laughs> and human depravity. Yep. Good to good to know entitlement persists through the apocalypse.
1: Glad <laughs> to know that that's still a thing.
0: Lyle, I love you. He says, "Rich people, what assholes."
1: <laughs> I mean, he ain't wrong.
0: He ain't wrong. Zombie figures out he doesn't need to breathe; it just walks underwater. Awesome. Yep there seemed to be a lot fewer moments to call out. This feels like Romero finally made a movie that everyone always thought his movies were. And it felt forced question mark, not bad, but not my favorite. The social commentary wasn't as, wasn't a subtle background thing you needed to look for. It was the movie.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like his social commentary was not subtle. It was like, like right in your face.
0: Right. Well, I mean, to put it in perspective, this was in 2005, so Mm -hmm. it's the second term of the Bush administration. And I don't know how many people remember the Bush administration, because we've had some crazy politics since then. But the Bush administration had so many people starting to protest it. Like, I remember, um, like, the the punk scene was big on, like, they, they had full benefit albums to, like, support getting him not elected in the next election. Like, like it was very controversial. And so that was, I think the first time that we saw kind of the same reaction that we saw, um, with Trump's election, where people were like, Oh crap, we, we dropped the ball. We really, really need to, to kind of make up for it now. And so, yeah. um, you saw a lot of this kind of stuff where people were using their art as commentary for why this was all not good.
1: And we were like post a bunch of different things, right? In 2005, Mm -hmm. right? So we're Mm -hmm. like post nine 11 post Columbine post, uh, Afghanistan. Well, I mean, still in Afghanistan at that point. And then like going into Iraq, right? Like, right. It was there was a lot of like shit going on that that definitely tied into like some of the decisions that were probably made for this movie. Right. And like right. how people felt about the current administration and the decisions that they made because like like what is it John Leguizamo just assumed that he was going to like get this whole great life by like sucking up to uh to Dennis Hopper, and then he was like, Oh, like you lied to me. And I was like, Yeah, well, we all feel that way, man. Like we were lying <laughs> to you. <laughs> yep. In a big yeah. way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was very much not I think this was the first. I mean, you've got to remember this is the first one he's done since um like he helped with the the remake of um Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. But this is really his first movie since day of the dead and day of the dead is kind of working with the whole like post-war post-vietnam post post, um korean war mentality and so he didn't find a need to release something that was a social commentary until this point so that's why it's such a like in your face moral
1: commentary that's accurate i agree yeah
0: I actually got to see um, George Romero speak um, at a comic-con once and he, he was very, he was very cool. He was, you could tell he was getting older. Um, He had kind of those heavy sunglasses on because, you know, his eyesight was really sensitive to light and, um, and he was being interviewed by Max Brooks, who was just like in seventh heaven. Like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody so happy before (laughs) and still trying to, trying to hold it together to be professional. But it was he was the one moderating it, and he got to sit there and just basically do a one-on-one interview with George Romero and ask all these amazing questions, and it was so, so good. I'm going to see if I can find – there's got to be a, a video of it on YouTube somewhere, so I'm going to try and find that and share it with everybody. Yeah. Um, anything Anything else on, on Land of the Dead? I, I did like the fact that – I mean, you do definitely – kind of root for the zombies in this one.
1: I do like that at the end, right. Where they did shoot the, like one of the missiles to like, basically like put the people that were being like eaten alive out of their misery. Mm -hmm. But there's that moment, right. Where they're trying to decide whether or not to shoot off the missiles to kill the zombies where, um, Simon Baker's character and, um, and Big Daddy, like, Riley and Big Daddy, like, meet eyes, Mm -hmm. right? And he goes, no, don't. He was like, they're just trying to find a place to, like, go.
0: It's this like- Yeah, they're just trying to find their place.
1: It's like this understanding of, like, what the two are trying to do. Like, they're just trying to coexist at that point. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, if you don't bother us, we won't bother you, almost, kind of thing. Like, let's just coexist. Because, obviously, I think at some point- Like, both require sustenance of some point, right? Like, of some type. If neither one gets it, then they just die off. Right. So, can we just coexist on our own pieces of the world and just move on?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll wait for your strays, <laughs> and like, when our strays get to you, you'll deal with them. It's fine. It's
1: yeah, good. like if they, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some white person that's like, "Well, oh, there's a weird noise outside," and then goes outside, and then we'll just eat them. It's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it when we need it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. So I think I is Land of the Dead my favorite movie. No, do I think it does some kind of fun, cool things with the genre? Absolutely. Um, I love the fact that it's very much Romero going and saying, no, really zombie movies are social commentaries. And um, I think that's one of the big things that he said in that interview was like, yeah, it's about the people. It's not about the zombies. It's about like, what, what are people like at their absolute most desperate?
1: Yes. That's exactly what they suck. It's great to know entitlement still exists.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, any any final thoughts on on Land of the Dead? No, I think I'm good. Okay, so next week, very very excited because we are like we already can't like hold it, and we're starting to talk about World War Z the book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've moved stuff around, and we're also going to cover World War Z the movie next week, but. I want to prepare everybody for this world war Z. The movie is based on the book in name only, like literally they almost have absolutely nothing to do with one another. The zombies are different. Um, the there's no characters. There's I think there's one character from the book in the movie and that's it. Um, okay. But it is very much its own it's a good. It's a good zombie movie in its own right. So enjoy it. It's very different than what we've watched up until now. I think it's the first. It will be the first non Romero movie that we've watched.
1: It'll so we're
0: done with super Romero. Super
1: scary fast zombies.
0: Oh yeah, these are these are terrifyingly fast zombies. That's why I had originally paired it with Twenty Eight Days Later, but.
1: Oh, I was going to ask you. So, because we updated our schedule so that you could add Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, right? Mm hmm. Um, so, next week is World War Z book and movie. And then the week after is what? 28 days later. I feel and like the week Shot after. Of the sh- dead?
0: I think we have to do Shaun of the Dead because if we. I feel like Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies is better paired with Warm Bodies. Yes. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a weird week because it the the the, the movies are nothing they are not related to each other at all.
1: But, but it'll feel be like, nice. I think. Yeah,
0: it'll be it'll be good because I feel like you have to watch Shaun of the Dead after a lot of these movies because in order to get the humor, right? That's the exciting thing about doing this the way we're doing it is that. You will enjoy Shaun of the Dead infin- infinitely more because you now know where all these tropes come from, and you'll see the callbacks, and you'll see the ridiculousness, and it's just so much fun. And it's the first zombie comedy, exactly well, intentionally <laughs> intentionally zombie comedy. So <laughs> it, there's a lot of really bad comedy or really bad zombie movies out there.
1: Oh yeah, so it, it works. It works perfectly with like pairing it with. 28 days later because 28 days later is a very, is very serious.
0: It's, it's a dark movie.
1: It's really dark. And then, so having something light to like end <coughs> on for that week will be nice.
0: Yes. And so then we'll do warm bodies and pride and prejudices zombies the week after. But next week we're doing both world war Z's both book and movie. And even if you're sitting there going, "Oh God, I've left the book to the last minute," even the the full completely narrated by different actors' version of it is only twelve hours, so that's like two hours a day. It's a lot of us have commutes that are that's what I've been <laughs> doing
1: yeah, yeah i've been I've been listening to it in the car.
0: Yeah, even my shorter commutes, I've been able to get through like an hour's worth a day. So it's taken me a couple weeks, but I've gotten through it pretty pretty quickly. And that's not even doing it every day. Um, but once you start listening to it, like some of the some of the chapters are absolutely phenomenal.
1: It's it makes you appreciate how good voice actors are one mm-hmm, because they mm-hmm. picked some great people to do the voice acting and also i've come to the conclusion that i absolutely love the south african accent like a lot
0: yes it's I have so a friend good. who's south african and i can just sit and listen to him talk for hours
1: i love it they the person that did the that was the person from south africa was phenomenal like the accent was like I loved it. I love that part. I could listen to that part a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So, you know what we're doing next week? Um, I am going to shout out to my husband, Matt, who has been very patient and um, has dealt with me having to watch zombie movies. He's joined me for a couple. Um, Mm -hmm. Zombies are not his favorite. Uh, but I do want to, I do want to acknowledge that my husband is being a very supportive husband in my zombie endeavors right now.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to give a pre shout out to Steph, who is a friend of uh, all of the podcasts. I don't know if she's listening to these, but she's, I'm going to be visiting her in a few weeks. And I told her that we, I, she needed to give me some time in the morning to record, mm-hmm. um, and she goes, but I'm not watching any zombie movies with you. So I appreciate right. her uh, letting me still record while I visit her. Isn't
0: that the weekend that you're doing Warm Bodies, though? Aren't yes, we, we it
1: is. Warm That's Bodies why I was weekend? like, girl, zombie romance movie. It's not even weird.
0: <laughs> I am I am hopping on uh, the Slack channel as soon as we're done and telling her that she needs to watch at least that. She doesn't I have know. to do Princesses and Zombies, but she does have to do Warm Bodies.
1: I know. It's a great movie. It's so good. And I want her, I want her to watch it, but she doesn't like horror movies. She doesn't do them. She hates them, but we've already planned out watching. Like I want her to watch her private life, which is a um Korean, Korean drama that I think is probably one of, one of the best Korean dramas ever made to, in my Definitely. personal opinion, Um, because it's two very mature adults. one, who were both who work at a museum and she is a closeted K-pop fan and gets into a super mature adult relationship with communication that goes very well. And it's very healthy, which is different from a lot of K-dramas. So I need her to watch it because it's so good.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Awesome. That's what we're watching. So we'll we'll hear all about that in your weekly geekery that week and see how it goes. I'm, yeah. I'm interested.
1: I should make staff <laughs> come over and be like, "Hi" on the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you definitely should. And that's what like tell her like entice her over with, "Hey, if you watch the zombie movies with us, you can be on the show," and then um, we can we can get a non-zombie person's take on on zombie movies.
1: I would love that.
0: All right. Um, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out Katie on all the shows. <laughs> She's on uh, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and As the Dice Roll. But we also have some non Katie podcasts. They're not as good, but they're, they're still enjoyable. Uh, the Geek to Geek podcast, uh, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and Sometimes Rob, and our newest podcast, Farming Simulated. You're going to
1: get me in too. trouble
0: not gonna get you in trouble
1: yes you did you literally said that no other podcast is as good because i'm not on it i don't have free time to be on everyone's podcast stop that
0: (laughs) we have to have katie on our podcast now because apparently it sucks without her
1: it's awful all the other podcasts are just as good even better because i'm not on them
0: oh no no i I think everybody will get a nice little chuckle at that because we all are a big community and love each other and it's totally not i'm not being serious how dare you um moving on <laughs> <laughs> uh check out our Twitch, Twitch. oh my goodness check out our twitch streamers capsule j bama shocks power and Gene. and make sure to join us in slack or discord where you can chat with us in real time you can currently find us at geek 2 as well as on apple podcasts stitcher google podcasts and most other podcasters out there please leave us a review and spread the word if you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Katie, where can we find you?
1: You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram by using my personal handle, which is at Lady P. If you like politics, football, and K-pop, I'm your gal. Also coffee, love coffee. Um, And then for all of the, you know, 100 podcasts that I'm on, we have social media for all of them. So you can follow those. They're attached to our podcast. So just look us up. Find my podcast. Talk to us. We're great.
0: We're awesome. We love you. Okay, bye. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. All right. That's it for this week. Uh, We hope that you have a wonderfully zombie filled uh, week and we will talk to you next week. But until then, this week, keep it geek.